Hey, what's going on? Good evening, good day, and welcome to another edition of Birds All Day. I believe this is the number 91 here, late, already late in, in November. Uh, my name is Drew Ferris, and of course, here on Birds All Day, we're talking about your Toronto Blue Jays. And joining me, as always... As almost always. As usual, Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, oh, how are you? Old reliable. Uh, hola! Yeah, I'm doing all right. Hola, so you are in beautiful Mexico, is I that correct? On, I am on the uh, the island of Cozumel right now. Yeah, I am uh, having a good time. Uh, and where better than, than here to uh, talk about Toronto Blue Jays baseball? Uh, I, I really feel plugged is... in, real f- plugged into the city, you know? This, uh, I think this is probably part of your long, your long read expose where you're going to go to um, uh, Roberto Osuna's hometown. There's like a bit of a circuitous route, but you're going there anyway, right? <laughs> uh, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much you know about Mexico. I, I didn't know a whole ton about Mexico. I've never really been here before. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really big. It's very, very it's, large. It's really, really big. Uh, you know how it's like. It's like how Greenland on a map looks enormous, but you can actually fit like 24 Greenlands into the continent of Africa. It's like once you get closer to the equator, uh, those maps, the Mercator maps that we use are, are deceptive. And uh, and yeah, Mexico is really fucking big. Uh, I'm sure this is news to very few people, but uh, but yeah, I, I, think it's, I think it's like an 11 hour, an 11 hour bus ride to the Belize border from here. Or from the mainland, oh, wow. and uh, Mexico City, I think, is about like a nineteen-hour drive, uh, and that ain't the that ain't way? the north part. That ain't the northern part of Mexico. So we're we're way down here right now, having a blast. Road, I think road trips are a good way to measure, uh, and as an extension of road trips, road movies. Now, all I know, well, not all I know, but most of what I know about Mexico, I learned from watching E2 Mama Tambien uh, over and over, <laughs> and they were on the road for that whole movie. So that's like that's obviously a large country where they can drive and come of age and uh, have life-altering experiences and then never speak of it again uh that to me is a sign of a large country uh, how long are you down there in mexico for uh i've been down here for a week gonna be here for like another week uh not as long as i had hoped but uh it's still time to to reconsider and put it off and and just become one of those people one of those dudes who just hangs out in mexico forever uh but that's probably not that's probably not the purpose of this trip. Uh, the purpose for a lot of people that I've you know hung out with it does seem to be the life altering, uh, coming of age stories. I'm really just here to get drunk and eat tacos, which I have succeeded in doing uh, constantly. Uh, we're nobody gives a shit about this, but yeah, we're we're staying in like the actual cities. We're not doing the the resort thing. So you're not so, staying on a on a on a camp. No, prison camp no. For, for for fluffy people from Canada. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, no. Uh, that would be that would be a special kind of hell that I'm not prepared for. So uh, I'm just going and, and trying to fake my way through Spanish conversations with people and uh, and not doing a real good job of that. But uh, but enough to get myself some sweet ass ten peso tacos and uh, and cervezas. Here's hoping you do go and, and connect with our good friend Craig Robinson, who does in fact live in Mexico City. I well, um, that's why I looked at the distance <laughs> to Mexico City and was like, "Holy shit, Mexico's fucking huge!" It's also right. huge. It's also huge. Uh, the Toronto Blue Jays off season. Oh, let me tell you. Yeah, uh, huge so far in that in that especially that it's over. <laughs> right. Well, once they sign Sean Rodriguez, that's it. You don't go back down through the produce aisle again once you've picked up your 
You know, you got your, your <laughs> basically the Jays are approaching this offseason like any smart shopper does at the grocery store, which is you go around the outside of the store and then you cash, you cash out. You don't get on the aisles. You stay out of the aisles. That's what they sell shit. You go around the outside, you get your produce, you get your you get your bakery, you get your yeah. uh, dairy, you get your, and then if you go to the grocery store where I do, where I go to, uh, you get your frozen pizza, and then you get your um, uh, very cheaply made clothing, and then your beer, and then you go out, out on your way out. So that oh, works for me. The, you have one of the beer ones. I've been in one. now. I do. Uh, yeah, they, they, it's wonderful. It's like, slowly. it's like you're in. It's like you're in a real country. It's amazing. It's like. Wow. It's like it's an wow. approximation. Be, well, I will say. I will say to the credit of um, you know the the nanny state uh, legislation <laughs> that has accompanying it 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 I don't know if force is the right way to, way to put it but it allows me to try smaller breweries that I don't know that I would have necessarily tried at the at the beer store just because they're there and they're very prominently featured and the other stuff is just not as it, you know there's just not as much of the big breweries so actually I had. Um, Excuse me. From the first time, from there, I had Cameron's. Is it the place in Oakville? Yeah, Cameron's uh, is and, a thing. Yeah, and it's good. I was really, I was really happy. It was like that canoe Molson Canadian ripoff one. It's great. It's good. Cameron's. Shout out Cameron's Brewery in Oakville, and shout out beer in the beer. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> shout out to beer in the uh, in the grocery store too. Yeah. Um, if you want to pay us, we'll shout you out even more. Cameron's. But I guess you've already got well, your money's worth. Well, we got to we wet the whistle, you know, a little, and then we we can divulge them all. I, I don't even say I didn't even say the name of the beer, so there. Even though I think I know, ha! We're like drug dealers. We're 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 giving them the first hit for free, but then they're going to want more. I'm I sure that's that exactly how that works. Uh, but the Blue Jays, of course, have in fact done some shopping. Uh, they signed a young Cuban fellow. By the name of, uh, I, I'm going to probably pronounce this incorrectly. Is it Lourdes Scurial? Sure. Um, You're cl- that's close could, enough, yeah. He could be, uh, any number of things could be his job one day. Uh, I, there's a lot of saying, oh, he's shortstop depth potentially. Uh, middle, you know, could be an infielder. And other people say, well, he'll probably end up in the corner outfield. That, to me, that's the thing with Cuban players. And I, I don't, I can't profess to know literally anything about them at all. And they're a little bit of a black box, I think, when it comes to um, scouting. Uh, just they just aren't. They, it's tough to. They're tough. Tough to read. For I think. sure. I, I don't know. You, you've obviously read a lot more of the scouting reports, I think, than I have. I don't know. What's your sense? Well, my sense is that you look at the price paid, and that's uh, an indication of what people think the the <laughs> the worth of him in future is. I mean, that's obviously simple and obvious, but you know, it's not like. Uh, some of the real big names that have come out of Cuba before him, uh, you know, getting seven years and twenty-two million is not a whole lot for a guy who, especially, you know, waited until uh, his twenty-third birthday, so he didn't. Uh, it, teams were not uh, assessed penalties for going over their international mm. bonus pools for that. Uh, you know, there have been guys in the past. Uh, uh, fuck, I'm I'm gonna forget which names they are. Uh, Moncada, I think was is he he was Cuban. I don't. I'm sure he is. And, and there there's another guy I'm trying to think of, uh, where the teams would pay the penalty anyway just to get the player. Uh, Moncada definitely one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. That, that, uh, because he was very young. The Monc- I think I believe. Sorry to interrupt you. Sure, uh, no, please. The Moncada was man. very unusual. That was like in that the it wasn't as much of a it wasn't like a defection and it was uh, I be- I believe I I know there was I think it was Juan Moncada that they basically the Cuban. Sporting Association, or they kind of played ball, 
and they then they help to kind of move him through more quickly and taking away the human trafficking human trafficking element which right. a lot of the, a lot of ball players end up going through so right. uh, but I think you're right that I think that while that that market may have corrected a little bit mm-hmm. um, uh, it, it's still a good indication of, of the potential future value of a player yeah like that. you're not getting you're, you're not getting a superstar caliber prospect coming into Cuba for seven years and 22 million dollars it's just that's not a lot of money it's a it's a it's not nothing money it's not you know, it's not the the suppressed <laughs> salaries that players get coming out of the uh, uh, the North American system, and uh, you know, especially if you're a low draft pick, it's not that. But it's uh, it, it's not something to get super excited for. And I've seen people, you know, penciling him in places and 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 doing uh, doing these sort of uh, uh, wish casting things about Guriel uh, that you know, obviously having never seen him or done anything except looked at looked at a stat line and looked at the contract and looked at a couple scouting reports. Uh, I think that's, you know, uh, getting way, way ahead of ourselves. Uh, he could be a nice piece. We don't, we don't know. I think he hasn't faced live pitching for a long time. That was, that was one of the things scouts didn't really know because mm-hmm. he, because of the defection, he hasn't really been in a game since I think 2015, right? And we're almost into 2017 now. Um, so, that should be interesting. It, it, I think it's a smart move, obviously, on the Jays' part to add upper minor league talent for cheap money. Uh, and maybe he's a guy who can come up and help them. But, uh, yeah, I, I think they're they I think they're kind of being hopeful with the shortstop thing. And most people seem mm-hmm. to think he's going to end up in a corner outfield spot, which is, you know, not the most valuable thing. And it was he did get a Sean Rodriguez comp who, you know, shy Davidia just before we – uh, started this podcast said the Jays are maybe looking at Sean Rodriguez. I guess that's the kind of guy they like, but uh, you know that that's not a player with no value. But it's not somebody uh, we should be holding our breaths in anticipation uh, of arriving in the big leagues one day. No, and I think that's something that's important to be realistic about the the about these the play, players, international players, as they're brought over. Where I think, especially when you come back to that in dollar sign, is is recognizing that they're not bringing this guy over expecting him to be uh, you know a world beater that they've managed to sneak under the radar right um you know ev- everybody knows all the almost all the teams they all know these guys and they know who they are what and what they put the, they put a value on them and i'm sure that the jays like him and they think he has upside but there's a, probably also a realistic chance that other teams didn't want to pay that um pay that pay that money because they could probably get that same kind of production out of like a mid-round draft pick maybe potentially I think He's not Vlad, Vlad Guerrero Jr. No, he's not Vlad Guerrero Jr. He's not even like a Yisrael Puig. Um, you know, I think especially with the guys like the Rusni Castillos and people, guys that come over and struggle, um, they have to be a bit more realistic about. Um, yeah, uh, the I think Castillo. And, I think Castillo was a guy I was thinking of who also, you know, uh, there was overage paid for him uh, because of the penalties where the you know, nobody did this. Uh, nobody like rushed as soon as Guriel was uh, was available to do this. Is, is telling uh, mm-hmm. just what the industry thinks of him. But yeah, and of course the other signing, another Cuban player, Kendrys Morales, Blue Jay, three years, thirty three million dollars. Um, a lot to hate in this deal, I think. <laughs> but also, it's very easy to understand and to uh, to appreciate and, and not get all weird about it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you expect me to have more than that? Yeah, it's 
uh, yeah, it's not a real sexy move. And I think the last time we talked about this, that's what I was saying, is I completely expected the Jays to make a bunch of J-Hap-like minor unsexy moves and try to uh, fill in a lot of gaps with uh, as much money as they could and sort of choosing uh, quantity over quality in terms of you know not looking to make one giant ad and then scrap heap for the rest of it, but to actually you know sort of raise the floor a little bit. Uh, they haven't done more than just that than the Morales signing yet, but it looks like that's uh, obviously the first step in that sort of a path. Like that doesn't. Uh, I was tweeting today because you still see people out there with this notion that maybe you know Edwin's still unsigned, maybe he's going to come back, and it's like really you think that they're they're going to lock in Morales and Encarnacion, you know, that there's with their speed, with their age, uh, with their lack of defensive value. Uh, you're going to lock in $100 million for the next three years, plus whatever additional it takes to get Edwin, you know, for the rest of that contract. Uh, that's that's not what they're doing, obviously. They are uh, they're doing very Cleveland kind of things, uh, which are smart things. Uh, and hopefully they have more money to do more Cleveland kind of things and really fill out the gaps around this team and and, and actually get a legitimate a, a a somebody who can catch the goddamn ball in the outfield other than Kevin Pillar maybe hint hint maybe somebody uh, who can be covered for Kevin Pillar um, in the event that Pillar's bat kind of doesn't come back to 2015 level because. Well, he's certainly not unplayable. Uh, that was not a great year that Kevin Pillar had this year at the plate. Uh, that's so yeah, five I mean, win the, Kevin Pillar to you, buddy. That's right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where you get off. So but, uh, so yeah, it's early, and they're they're gonna they're gonna get a bunch of unsexy names that are gonna make people fucking nuts. I think. Uh, but all uh, hard to say. I was gonna say they'll be better off for it. I don't know that they will in 2017. But you understand where this is all going which is uh one hope ideally to extend josh donaldson uh and keep him here for a long time beyond when his contract uh, is up and and two is to to sort of bridge that gap between or or, or, uh, to balance on on the uh, between being a contender and being between really uh going for future resources and having having a real pipeline coming up because that's i mean look at what they're Look, look, look at where, when the, the regime came in and, and, you know, think about how they view the project that they've embarked on, right? It's, uh, it's a long-term thing and, it's, and they're not going to get fired after a year. They're going to get fired if things don't look good in three or four years. And that's where their aim, I think, is. And uh, that's kind of understandable. I mean, how old, how old do you want the team to be? Is what I want to. I'm even not asking that necessarily rhetorically, but I'm asking you that because the idea. I was talking about it with some guys on the other night at Baffer of playing basketball, which was like, I might even be happy to be like, thanks a lot, Josh Donaldson. After <laughs> two years, um, see you later. Thanks for the draft pick, or even I don't know. I, I don't want to talk about trading him because that's just a silly thing to if- do, but. But it's I think it comes back to that the Edmund thing though the, the Kendrick Morales like it, we you hate to say it and the, obviously the front office is going to dance around it but like that's it right like that is the sign that those both of those go well, potentially definitely Edwin Encarnacion and probably Jose Bautista they're gone like that it's over I yeah yeah I mean Bautista still there is potentially a fit 
I think in that they, you know, depending on contract length, and you asked, you know, how old do you want this team to be? Uh, I'm okay with it being old in 2017, as long as those old guys don't have contracts that go well beyond that, you know. I, but they all do. Well, they all do. <laughs> they they do they do. I mean, if you can get if you can get someone on a two or three year deal, I think I could be okay with that. Uh, more two than three. Uh, man, Morales would look a lot better on a fucking two year deal than three. Um, but I guess that's the price of getting a shitty fucking. Slow running DH, you can't even play first base, you know? Switch hitter. Though. I don't care about his slow running. I was thinking about this and I kind of was tweeting about this right when he signed, which was um, his negative base run or his bad base running on Kansas City, I think, was a major, that's a huge um, issue for the Royals, yes. a team that hit a lot of singles and hit and run and do all that bullshit Royal stuff that worked for, you know, a few weeks here and there. Um, but. On the Blue Jays, it's less of a factor. Yeah. Because he's it's not a, he's one of a bunch of slower guys. And if anything, if yeah. they lose Bautista and Encarnacion and gain Morales, it's like they've ga- they've lost one, you know, solid but not you know Encarnacion never really ran himself into trouble. He just by not really doing anything. Or and then Jose Bautista who space running I love more than anything in the world because he runs around <laughs> like a lunatic. Yeah. Uh, and you know, sometimes he runs himself into some outs and, and things like that, but uh, the Jays hit so many home runs, and they're going to continue to be that team, even though they're going to all the lip service is going to get paid to uh, being more athletic and uh, being more versatile and being able to do more things. Uh, they still went out and signed Kendrys Morales early too. It wasn't like he was the last one standing at the end of the offseason. They went out and sought him out and got him before anybody else did. So that is a player that they wanted for the things that he can do, which is switch hit and maybe not strike out so much. Yeah, and so, did did you see the the Matt the Matt Mattomic Matt tweet? I don't know how to pronounce his Matt Stam Twitter handle, uh, which I think was taken from a Fangraphs piece about uh, Morales's adjusted contact scores, whatever the fuck that is. Yeah, yeah, but like the component batting, how he, he kind of <laughs> underperformed on on ground, yeah. on line drives, or underperformed on a couple different things. That gives, yeah, yeah. There's not there's that no gives reason. a little hope, I guess. Yeah, even if he doesn't, even if he sort of start sells out for power and is like, I wanted to hit 30 home runs this year, so I did everything I could to do that. Okay, cool, do it again. Or do or come close, hit 20. Hit 20, maybe don't make as many outs. I'm good. I'm good with that. Yeah. Be a, be a switch hitter who isn't a waste of space. That's nice as well, because uh, <laughs> we already have one of those. Um, they do. They, there is one really of those. Do. They really do. Um, but yeah, he's a guy who will make sense with other pieces filled in around him more than I think he does as like, here we go. We got Kendrys Morales. We, <laughs> we replaced Edwin. Mm-hmm. But that, that thing that Matt quoted, uh, said the, the author, whoever it was, I should have looked this before we started the podcast, uh, said, was saying he bets that presumably he, it's a baseball writer. So sadly, uh, presumably <laughs> he, uh, bets that, uh, that he Morales outproduces Bautista and Encarnacion next year, which is very rich uh, and awfully delicious, and I will I will take it because I, I really have never had such a thought enter my mind. There's a bit of a running a current of uh, stay away from Edwin, Edwin Encarnacion right now. A little now. bit, yeah. Um, which I would because it's convenient for me to kind of suggest that he could be more along the lines of a Nelson Cruz, maybe. Someone yeah. who yeah. is still good and 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 um, 
showed and earned that, you know, remember, because he took that pillow deal, right? Like, he, frankly, comparing Nelson Cruz to Edwin Encarnacion is, is an insult to Edwin Encarnacion. But he's a guy that maybe had a lot of red flags, but then actually showed that the that power and that um, proven that he showed in Baltimore was real, and he's done it for a couple of years now. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not really one ready to be like, oh, he, he is bad, because um, that would be stupid. I think frankly. so, but it's going to be a lot um, of money. Somebody's going to pay. He's him going a lot to be money. expensive. Yes, the Astros when they sign him will have will end up giving him a lot of money. The Astros. Yeah. The Astros where he will play. I, I think that's. Um, I'm okay with that. Though they took, they took Reddick, who everybody or not everybody, but a lot of people were, sort of eyeing as a potential Bautista replacement, a, a potential maybe cheap Bautista replacement, which obviously, uh, not four quite years, fifty two, thirteen million bucks a year to, for a guy that is a platoon player who used to be a good outfielder and kind of yeah. isn't anymore. Yeah. Good luck, Houston, with that one. And also, that's. Free and clear, you know, no draft pick compensation, which definitely would have helped him along. Um, which Jose, that all, oh, but that that draft pick is going to kill Jose Bautista's value, I think. Kill it, yep. I don't think it's going to help his value, <laughs> that's for sure. No, I, I mean, it'll be interesting to see, it'll be very interesting to see. Setting I, up, well, go hmm? ahead, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, it's all setting up the return to Toronto, that's what it's. Doing. I was going to say the same thing. I mean, it, it's uh. And this, uh, you know, there's it's crazy, I, I probably, but uh, but yeah, you look at the the thing about him potentially taking the qualifying offer. Obviously, he didn't, but there, that was an interesting theory that people had that you know maybe he takes a short contract, you know, takes the one year, comes back next year, and there's uh, no qualifying offer attached to anybody, so the market is a little better for him. He presumably has a better year, uh, which is you know betting on yourself. But I think uh, Jose is probably a guy who would be willing to do that, but. Uh, but another thing I, I almost tweeted about earlier today, which I, just, I didn't because I thought it was dumb eventually, uh, is, you know, what, like where where are his long-term dollars uh, the most? You know, I mean, you could think about this contract uh, as this next contract for him, uh, but maybe there's enough long-term value in being the Toronto Blue Jays, Jose, Jose Bautista. Uh, maybe, there's, maybe there's some... Uh, you know, I, I mean, we've talked about, you know, he's got, I don't know if he has Booster Juice franchises. Somebody tweeted that at me, but he's got that relationship. He's got some, uh, he's got Get a, that you know, jeans he, money. Give me that jean machine money. <laughs> right? I mean, he does have endorsement deals, and he, I can't imagine that is a huge part of the pie for him. He makes such a high salary, but uh, he, they're giving him enough for him to do it. So it can't be nothing, right? And, and so, you know, maybe the calculation does become what is, uh, what, you know, there are there are potentially more long term dollars uh, here, and being you know the face of this franchise and the guy who was you know is essentially, uh, though obviously not, but essentially a career Blue Jay. Maybe there's something to that. I I don't know, but I think like, the draft pick doesn't help him here any more than it does anywhere else. I mean, those guys. That's that's not all the of the equation. Uh, for Shapiro and Atkins, it's not, you know, just we rule out anybody who has a draft pick attached. But I think, obviously, mm-hmm. it's a big part of the equation. And, and that's maybe disappointing. But like I was saying before, that's that's where that's where the that's the where their nose is pointed. Right. So uh, I don't know. But maybe maybe if he's willing to do something short, it still happens. But uh, there could be better fits out there for this team anyway. 
I think it's a good. I think it's a, that's a good point. It's something that's worth considering. Although, I do think that the just baseball money it, it can only dwarf everything other than like NBA shoe money. You know, I mean, like even Mike Trout. Like, what do you think Trout makes in on his shoe deal? He has signature shoes, signature baseball shoes. The first one they've done in like since Griffey. But you know, like I can't think that the the booster juice money or that gene money. Uh, is close to what you would get as a major league baseball free agent. I mean, like you said, he he makes he makes like he'll he'll probably make close to twenty million dollars a year in the next two and three years. Like no booster juice is paying him that. Like there's no. only so many there's only so many like quasi healthy milkshakes that you can sell that uh, are going <laughs> to make up that extra that extra money. But but I I do agree though, and I, I think that 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 there hopefully is some appeal and maybe long term. You know, if there's if there's a, a way to be the long term guy who is able to soak up some of that Joe Carter money that you know if you're selling old man pills on TV or or have a, a role like Roberto Alomar where you are like a like an, what I'm an ambassador saying, yeah. and you know he did only well, Alomar was a J for five years um, you know <laughs> went on to had just as much success in other places um, ba- spit <laughs> in the face of a of an umpire in Toronto as a visiting player. <laughs> But, and, and still, and still, revere. This, this is. I think we're making the pitch to Jose right now. Come on, don't take Jose. that dirty Oriole money. The dirty. Don't take Boston that. You money. don't want that. You don't want to play for the Rangers. You're they never literally be, hate you. You're never going to be a real Red Sox. Come on, stay here. You'll you'll make it up. You'll make it up tenfold over the, you know, the back half of your life. But as I said before, and I may have free dinners, last free week, dinners in ho- in Toronto. Come on, you'll be a, you'll be you'll be you'll die in that bar- barbarians VIP room in the back. <laughs> um, I think I said it on the last one of these, maybe two one two ago when I was by myself. That my I have a legitimate concern that Bautista does come back, but he does get he does look old, and then he loses all the, all good all of the good faith that he has accrued over time because. There's so many people that are so ready to not like Jose Bautista, it's, even here. It's even thing. here where he's beloved, but it's, it's I don't thing. want him to come back and be bad. There's a part of me that that, that worries about that. And and that was scary. The uh, uh, the Fangraphs piece about uh, Cleveland's game planning, uh, game planning on him, which was just like, oh, you know, pop him inside at least once to keep you know a little, every so often to keep him honest, but breaking stuff, soft stuff away all the time, and he just he couldn't handle it. They they, uh, which is not necessarily, you know, the the knock you, you have heard uh, all the time on Bautista. You know, you, you people have worried about the bat speed, uh, but they Cleveland certainly uh, had a game plan, had a had an idea of how to pitch to him that everybody used and was sort of uniform across the the staff and really neutralized him in that uh, ALCS. Cleveland had a game plan and they pitched literally perfectly. For what was it? A five-game series? Yeah, five games. They Pretty pitched much. perfectly. Yep. They other than the one game when they got blown out or whatever, they could not have pitched better against the Jays, as evidenced by the way that they pitched against the Cubs, which was they could have pitched better against the Cubs, otherwise, and then they would have won. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it's easy to I think I think it's easy to say, oh, they had a great game plan and then they executed it because they did, but. You know, not everybody's going to be able to execute. Not everyone has like that Andrew Miller or Cody and Cody Allen lurking, um, and who are, and as well as having their starting pitchers execute everything just right in a perfect series before they finally, you know, 
came back to earth in the last half of that series against the Cubs. Because yeah, the Chicago Cubs won the World Series. Bit, yeah. I don't know if you knew this or not, um, which is still crazy. Donald, the Chicago <laughs> Cubs won the World Series, and Donald Trump is the president of the United States. Um, no, at some at some point, at some point, we diverged. We're the fucking sad. Sad, unfortunate bunch that that, that uh, you know the parallel universes diverged, and, and there's there's a there's one that makes sense, and there's one that makes no sense, and we we got the shit end of the stick. It is the darkest timeline. <laughs> it is indeed the darkest timeline. But yeah, I don't know. Speaking of dark, we don't have to talk about Bautista and Encarnacion anymore. That's going to unfold in the next few weeks. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about you know rumors and offers, and no, oh, apparently Encarnacion isn't close and. Like clearly, Edwin Encarnacion's agent has a nice relationship with Paul Westhead at TSN because he's or just Rick, kind Rick of like Westhead. a mega Rick Westhead. Who's yeah, a nice, he's not. You know, he's not. Uh, he's not. Uh, what is the? What was the offense that Paul Westhead? Uh, no, Paul Westfall, the former Suns oh, yeah, coach, yeah, Phoenix Suns. Yeah, yeah, the um, run and gun coach, Paul Westhead. Uh, anyway. But, but uh, uh, well, that'll all see the uh, rumors again. We'll talk. One thing about rumors was the Sean Rodriguez. You mentioned it a little bit. Apparently, the Jays are interested in Rodriguez. Um, mm-hmm. I've had, so that's been floating around. I know. I know. To me, I'm like, why Sean Rodriguez? They don't need what he does. To in my mind, they don't need someone who can hit right left-handed pitching. Don't they have like a, a raft of those guys? Yeah, that's uh, that's true, but. Uh... What if, and this is, I'm just putting this out there, what if they took at least a couple of them, uh, one like Mel, Melvin Upton perhaps, uh, another who doesn't hit you know, uh, uh, left-handed pitching, but uh, Justin Smoke, and what if, what if they put them on an actual raft and uh, just <laughs> set them adrift to sea? Uh, entirely possible. I feel, I feel uh, that might be a better use of their money, just... Saying goodbye to those guys, rather than you know finding a way, finding a taker, eating money, and then not trying to build around them as pieces of this roster. Because they're trying to bad. build around them, but they're they're players but, that can fit in. <clears throat> Melvin Upton is not that bad. There's no way that he's as bad as he was in in Toronto this year. That's Other true. That, was. That's true. I I believe that. But also, I don't want to watch the the test where he has to prove that he's not that bad because there were a couple years there where he seriously was that bad, and then there was also this year where he was that bad in the second half. Part and of this I, year, you know. Part of this year, and it's well, him. It's no money. The smoke thing. He's got that unnecessary extension, which I'm sure I defended. Uh, which, yeah, that was whoops. Um, that doesn't look so hot right now, though. Though I've been, you know, wish casting for Rowdy Tellez because that is theoretically a thing that could. I, I just, I think the bar. If you keep smoke, the bar ain't real high to take at bats away from him. They didn't even have him on the goddamn ALCS roster. I mean, they they've shown themselves what uh, what they think of Justin Smoke. Though I mean, that was obviously partly to have an extra guy for cover for. Uh, for Devin Travis in case of the injury, but mm-hmm. uh, but you know I, the fact that Smoke was the odd man out it shows uh, shows us at which in which tier of this twenty five man roster he sits. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I well, will, I said, I'll, I'll build the raft if you want. We got lots of we got lots of uh, uh, good raft supplies down here. I can I, I don't know if I can check it on the plane back, but it uh, I, I am <laughs> you I'm can happy float. You to can do send it, it up. Happy Send it to up. do it. Um, the thing with remember, don't forget you you mentioned the smoke 
contract, but I mean that's not stopping anyone from doing anything. It's not stopping the Jays no. from paying him to go away. It's not stopping the Jays from trading him and paying a little bit of his freight to a tank-sized or shaped team. Uh, the Phillies have an opening at first base, I believe, so ship them over there. There you go. Let them play I've, every day in Philadelphia. I wrote the other day, the White Sox trade Abreu, get uh, get uh, Melky back, <laughs> and uh, send Smoke to fill their first base hole, and then do whatever else you have to do to make the salaries fit. The White Sox are trading Jose Abreu now. Yeah, if they're trading everybody, aren't they, aren't they supposed to be? They've been supposed to be rebuilding for the last, you know, three, four years, I think, so... If they if they traded they could trade Abreu Sale and, and Jose Quintana and be set for twenty twenty. Yeah, and then they would need a first baseman, and that's where Justin Smoke comes in. He is he's like a Matt Dominguez. He is perfect for a team that wants to be bad. Uh, it I it makes at, too much sense for them to do anything else. Frankly, <laughs> I think so. There's going to be a team like that who's going to be bad, and and will need a veteran leader to come in. And be bad for them, and help them achieve their goal of badness. And I feel that Justin Smoke is maybe the right guy for that. Are you suggesting that Justin Smoke is bad? <sighs> I could defend him, but I'm just not going to. It just seems like too much of a mental effort to try to work my way around to pointing out all the reasons why there's some value still there. But yeah, I yeah, he's bad, and he's <sighs> I just. I just don't want to have to watch that anymore. And I don't have to want to argue about that anymore. And so I, if Justin I, Smoke and, Mel- and Melvin Upton can be mm-hmm. placed on a raft and set adrift, uh, I, my life would be better for it. And I think a lot of people's lives would be better for it. Even though Melvin especially, fine idea at the time. I'm thinking about the White Sox right now. And I think that they absolutely should go into full tank mode. Because never, ever, 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 ever in the history of their franchise will they will there be less interest than in 2017. <laughs> That's never will anyone too, yeah. care less about the White Sox than 2017. So why not just clear the decks, trade all three of those guys, and Adam Eaton too. Trade everybody. If they want to trade Adam Eaton say, towards Toronto, that's fine by me, though I don't think the Jays have anything <laughs> that they would want for a player of that caliber. Fun fact about Adam Eaton. Oh, fuck Adam Eaton. Fuck him. Okay. Why is that? I don't know. I just don't like him. He's got right. a bad vibe. He's got a lot of D-backs juice still dripping off yeah. of him. Go, Not going, into it. Going in pl- well, going and playing with D-backs uh, East isn't really... Uh, doesn't well, really he help. was a D-back, and then he was traded to the other D-backs. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's pretty good, but I don't like him. Yeah, he's he's okay. He's a little overhyped, I think. He's like I'd rather for the for the my money, I'd give me Cole Calhoun. He's just the same player, but lower. And but he's got red hair, which is cool. Um, see, I don't know about I don't know about Sean Rodriguez. I just don't know how he fits. He's he's good because he's a utility guy, even though he plays like they used him a lot at first base. Which is odd. Shortstop, first base, a little bit of the outfield. That's always nice to have a guy who can float around like that. He can't hit at all. He was good this year, but he's not a good hitter. I don't know. That's I don't put any stock in his in his twenty sixteen as being indicative of who he is in the future. I don't know what about you. No, I don't. I don't at all. I I think there's a very good chance of him being bad. I think there's a very good chance of him being bad, but he can be bad at a lot of positions. So. He can be. He, he. I mean, may, maybe his twenty-five percent home run per fly ball rate is real. <laughs> maybe. maybe, maybe one out of every four balls hitting the air went over the fence. Why not? That's totally real. 
Um, his career rate is 11%, but he, it could have just been a change in approach. Maybe not. Um, that's pretty much all there is real stuff to talk about, I think. Um, Josh Johnson finished uh, in the top, what, four? Josh Johnson finished fourth in the MVP voting, which is very exciting for you, I know. I Yeah, I've, I've opted out of MVP. I did, I did the Hall of Fame. I opted out of that a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, MVP voting... Not even. I I feel guilty when I when I just tweet about not liking MVP voting. I, I feel that, that that I did that and I'm like it, even that. Just don't even don't even tweet about how you don't like it. Like let people have their fun with this. I think know, I, I think it can be a lot of fun. Range. I I think it can be a lot of fun the debates and I think the AL Cy Young award, uh, vote yesterday was an, was a reflection of that where it was fun because it was, it could have gone either way and it ended up with Rick Porcello who's probably not my pick. Um, but he pitched really well. Yeah. Rich man's rich man's Aaron Sanchez, or just another sh- basically this not even a rich man like your neighbor's Aaron Sanchez. <laughs> like he's like w- even whiter Aaron Sanchez if that was somehow possible. Uh, and we're gonna Edwin Encarnacion got a couple votes. He got four votes in total. Two from Toronto, two Toronto writers. Stunning, stunning. Ken Fidlin dropped a tenth place vote on him, and uh, the 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 dude Richard Griffin ninth place vote. For, for Eddie as the MVP. Hey, you got to um, keep in the good books. You got to keep that access. That's why these these integ- you know the integrity of these uh, voting processes are uh, is, is is remarkable. The lying media with their agenda, the way that they <laughs> promote the things that these people say in front of thousands of people, and they say this is what this person said an agenda. When is or, when is crooked Richard Griffin going to release his emails? Um, when he is conducting un, uh, af- not until Richard Griffin is, is caught conducting unbriefed and unmonitored um, state call leaders to call yeah. to other heads of state on unsecured lines. Yeah, very. I think that yeah. that is when Richard Griffin will that will be his fall down. He's very, fall. he's very, <laughs> very, very serious, very serious about it, the safety of information. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his emails. God only knows what's in God. He only knows what's in Richard Griffin's emails. Um, another thing I wrote down here, I can't believe I'm even going to say it out loud, is that the, there's some people that got to move to the 40 man roster. Right? Oh, God. The rule, for the head of the Rule 5 draft. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Alfred's going to get added to the 40 man roster. That's exciting yeah. for him. Yeah. Yeah. For a guy who really didn't want to play baseball, he's pretty good at it. But uh, not that that not wanting to play baseball has kind of moved up his this timeline on him. Now he is on the forty man. Now he's the clock ticks. It's true. Get him to the big leagues. Hey, uh, well, and he, you know, for a guy who missed as much time as he did to be uh, as well regarded as he is, seems to be uh, from the people I read and listen to, seems to be pretty remarkable, right? I mean, it's uh, I can't say a bad thing about Anthony Alford. I just you know fucking jerk off motion that we're talking about players being added to the 40 man all right let's do a do a parting shot you're in mexico you got some kind of parting shot i do want to talk about yeah go ahead do you have a parting shot what do you were you gonna ask me about my phone no i was i would never put you on blast like that i just had an incident with my phone it's uh watch out for pools i had there was no booze involved which would have made this story much sadder i think or maybe more understandable i don't know anyway i walked into a pool uh, so I think my phone ain't coming back uh, mm. from from the, the beautiful the sunny uh, Mayan Riviera down here. Did uh, you put it in rice? I did. 
I did. Still won't turn on. It had a pretty good crack at this point. Uh, it was due. I got it was a phone I got from like the score, so mm. it's been a while. It's uh, it's it's not a uh, it's not a brand new model. I'll put it that way. No. So, so I was due a replacement anyway. Uh, otherwise, I would be still fuming. I think about about the money I'm going to have to spend to replace my phone. Uh, but yeah, it was. It, 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 my buddy had been at this place before. <laughs> He, uh, I guess I'll tell the story. There's a table uh, on this patio and a big column, and it's dark. It's night, uh, and we go to sit. Uh, we go to sit on, at the table, and, I, and he sits on the near side. So I decide I'm going to go to the far side. So I sort of walk close to the column and, and scoot around the column. And it turns out on the other side of the table, uh, you only had about a couple feet for your chair because there was a pool right there. Uh, so I basically just walked straight into the pool. I, I, but there, it was the shallow end at first. Uh, <laughs> and so I, so my foot went into, you know, a foot of water. And I'm like, did I just step in a fucking fountain? What is the hell is going on here? Uh, because I had zero concept that there was a pool there. Uh, but it was also, I was sort of on the, uh, there's a lip between the shallow end and the deep end. And it just went straight down into the deep end. And uh uh, and then suddenly I just found myself submerged in water and was like, oh, no, well, that wasn't a fountain. I'm in the pool. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, tried, to, tried to save the beers that were in my hand, which were, which were my <laughs> – the one I was drinking was my second beer of the day, of the, of the trip, no less. Uh, they got saved, but my phone sadly did not make it, uh, nor, <laughs> nor did my dignity – uh, nor did any respect from the like thirty onlookers who caught the whole incident, um, which I must admit uh, probably was pretty fucking funny. I would imagine so. Yeah, and I'm glad that you have uh, have the bravery to recount <laughs> uh, to to offer us this recollection uh, of that uh, humiliating, frankly, <laughs> incident. It was frankly, it was humiliating. It, yeah, a little bit, I guess. I don't know. It was just, it was, you know, it was like, are you shitting me? Did that really? Are you shitting me? It wasn't like, I don't know. I wasn't trying to be some fucking bozo doing something cute and got and, and you know got karma. It was just like, oh, I guess there's a fucking pool there. Fuck. Now I'm inside of it. Now I'm <laughs> underneath it. Yeah. Cool. That's All it. right. Well, yeah, uh, give a parting shot. How's your, how's I don't your think that I really do. Oh, I haven't. I I I have done some parallel parks of late. You know, I try to fit them in when I can. I, uh, um, yeah, no, I don't really have. There was was there something stupid I did the other night driving around at like midnight. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, I can't remember what it was. I did something dumb, but it was it was minor, and I can't even remember what it was. I talked about it today to somebody at work, but whatever. Anyway, that's it. No party shot. You don't get one from me. I did two all of these right. by myself. I, I'm true. all out of party shots. That's all fair. my banter is gone. Um, so enjoy Mexico. We'll see you we'll, back we'll uh, here in Canada soon. Um, are you, why don't you just you should go this go the long way and head over to the winter meetings on your way up. You know, get in there, press the flesh. You know, Where are they room. this year? I don't know. Probably are they, somewhere are terrible they in Florida or or Nashville? I think they might be at that planetary hotel in Nashville. Something to, something tells me Minnesota this year maybe, but I don't I don't remember. Why would they do that? They do dumb things sometimes. 
It's not like you can exit the building anyway, basically. Hmm. And what am I going to do? Glad hand with a bunch of baseball writers? Oh, no, they're in Maryland. Huh. They're in Maryland at the Gaylord National Resort and Convention Center, which is in uh, National Harbor, Maryland. Just put a fucking bullet in my head. <laughs> and it all happened so late at night. That was a couple of years ago, like the last year that I was working baseball full time. Was they were in San Diego, so all right. these like late night transactions start breaking, and it was miserable. I was the worst. I'm like, this sucks. I'm glad I'm not a. I actually, I would have been rather have been there. At least it would have been local time. Two in the bloody morning, being like, oh yeah, Amber Pool signed with some stupid jerk team for chumps. They are bad. Cameron Mabin, man. I, I, can we talk about that real quick? That would have been nice. Sure. Cameron Mabin. I would have liked for the Blue Jays to have been a part of that action. Sure. Cam- Cameron Mabin's a good player. He's all right. He's real yeah. good. And then he got traded for an Angels prospect, which is to say he got traded for nothing. That's dog shit. Yeah, hasn't been get, a lot of outcry him in about there. that. Hmm? Yeah, hasn't been a lot of outcry about that. No, I, I, I'm sure. Lots of options still out there, though. You know, you gotta you say that, but then wait till Jay Bruce gets here. Dear God, anything <laughs> but that. Anything but that. All right, Stoughton, enjoy Mexico. Indeed, I will. I will enjoy. Uh, I don't know. It's it's summer all the time. Apparently, here it's going to be like twenty degrees tomorrow. Something stupid like that. So um, enjoy the Earth while we still have it for the next <laughs> six or seven months. Yeah, uh, that yeah. That, uh, that polar ice caps looking real good, eh? It's delightful, yeah. frankly. Well, At least we have this time to talk about baseball. To, we got uh, the shitty universe, you know. Yeah, it's well, the darkest timeline, indeed. I'm growing my goatee right now. Uh, for Andrew <laughs> Stoughton, my name is Drew Fair Service. We'll talk to you next time, next week. Next week, definitely next week, the week after I'll be, I'm on vacation. So we will not, well, you can do one that week, but I will yeah, not be around I think for that. I owe. I think I owe one for sure. All right, but next week, we'll talk some more. Birds all day.